Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, Mr. Martin. <laughs> Good morning. Are you up yet? It's 7.13. You're up. <laughs> Let me put a story on that. You'll see it. <laughs> yeah. You're up. I'm up too. I've been up actually since maybe 245, 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is keep saying release while I'm talking to you. God is just doing so much, right? Let me tell you how grateful I am, sweetheart, that everything that God had for me was under my nose, right in front of me, and I didn't even have eyes to even want to open to see, even ears to even want to hear, and understand that your life is right here in front of you. Everything that God wants to do, your blessings are here. Your help is here. Your manifestations are here right in front of you. And they're following you around. You don't know it. Like God said this word, shall you not know it? Preaching and teaching and shall you not know it? Every day, my, my entire life, every day, been unto the glory of God. I grew up with God. I don't know what it's like to not know him. But the thing about it is, I didn't know what it was like not to know me. Because I didn't like my originality. Because it was different from an earthly reality. And I kept trying to find ways to be like it would never work. God will always spare me. The things I would try to do, I never like how, how others would like to do. I didn't like. And I knew it was because of God's doing his hand over my life like that. And I was like, God, all this time walking with you. And here I am in front of my purpose to manifest in my life and everything that comes along with it and I not know it. I noticed that we didn't have too many encounters in the past, but the ones that I did remember, I do remember that I did have, you were always beside me. Whether it was in, you know, the choir room or the choir loft or in a sanctuary, you was beside me. I can count on five, you know, I'm going to say five hands, on five fingers, <laughs> feel like five hands, how many times you were beside me. Especially during that time he was ministering, creative to worship, created to worship. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you're being very patient, like, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm like, you're not, because I don't know it. Didn't have eyes to even see it. And you are very territorial. God's saying that to me and in a very unique way, because what belongs to you belongs to you. And you know that. I'll never forget, I always talk about this because I remember like it was right now how you politely, let me say respectfully, you just gently 
You know, brush me over a little bit to come closer to you because that's where I belong. Because it was like an hour before service started. It was an anniversary service and we had on black and white. You had on black pants and a white blazer and a white shirt. And I had on black and white plaid and I never forget. And it was like three other members up there. And I noticed when I went, you came behind. <laughs> Where I sat, you sat right beside me <laughs> on my left side on the quiet love. And I was talking, engaging with brothers in Christ, like, yeah, it's going to be an awesome service. And you're like, you know, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, stay over here. <laughs> That's how you was. <laughs> oh, God, seeing butterflies. <laughs> yeah, Minarch. And sweetheart. I was like, you know, now once you say, Quinesha, look, woman, it is I. You understand? Anything like that, period, Quinesha, it's me. You understand? I mean, I, I won't hear all that. Quinesha, it's me. You know, following around, you know, I'm trying to reach out. It's, it's me. You were patient. But I can see in your face, you were like sometimes, you know what, woman? <laughs> I'm going to need you to get together and get together fast. <laughs> My patience, you know, they're running thin with you but I'm not going to ever give up on you. And I, I get it now. I didn't see it then. And you pulled me closer. And I was like, I went home immediately. I kicked my shoes off and closed the door and locked it. My son was with his father. And I said, the first thing I said was, um, God, I was like, God, why, why did he do that? Why did he pull me closer to him? What was that about? I was like, you know, what is that about? And I said, God, but I liked it. I was like, God, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm not going to let him know it, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. And you didn't really do anything. I just, you know, you put, pulled me closer to you, but I felt your fingers on pulling me. And I liked the touch. It wasn't no, you know, specific type of touch. It just, I liked it, that virtue that left out of you into me. I liked it that. You know why? Because I'm supposed to. I'm created to. Had no idea because here I am. Shall you not know it? And I had a dream about you. And I was about to get up and go do something. We were in a you know, congregation. We were in the back together. And you were like, no, you're not getting up to go anyway. This was a symbolic dream. You said, you're not getting up to go anywhere because you're not going to ever put me through that ever again. I let you slip away the first time. I let the enemy, you know, deceive the first time. I'm not going to ever have that happen again to me. Neither to you. So stay right here. This is where you belong. Right with me. Don't move. <laughs> yeah. And you were really emphasizing, you're not going to ever put me through that again. I don't know everything as to what I put you through, but just to put myself in your shoes, it led me to feel very convicted and traumatized of what I have ever cost you. Just by ignoring, rejecting, not wanting to be, you understand where I'm supposed to be. Again, I say thank you. I'll never forget, I'm going to bring it up. I'm testifying. You had on these red jeans and you had on this black shirt. And 
you know, the whole, you know, everybody was praising and worshiping with you beside you. And you just stopped. No one else noticed it. I was always able to notice things and perceive things. And you just stopped. In the midst of your waving your hands and looking up at God, you just stopped, looked at me sitting next to this man, and you gave me this look that I would never, ever forget. You looked at, I'm seeing the anchor. You looked at me and you were like, like, I'm disgusted by this. Like, you looked at me like, you really disappoint me. You really disappoint me. And I was like, why is he like this? Why is he acting like this? Why, why can't he just be happy for me? Why? I didn't feel that coming from you because I'm not supposed to because I wasn't where I belong. I belong with you. I'm testifying things more that you're probably not aware of that I am. And I was like, oh my God, you stood there for a minute. Like you just stopped your praise and was like, you, you know, you disappoint me. I'm disgusted. And you mugged me. And I was like, what did I do? Then you kept on praising and worshiping God. And I was like, what did I do? Why can't I feel like, you know, assurance from him regarding the decisions that I choose to make? It kept being like that for years. Holy Spirit, go to him, go to him, go to him. And one time I was like, how rude can you be? How can you say that? I'm right here. Another way. Hallelujah. Yes, sweetheart. And just testifying how you were near me a lot. And that dream was like, I'm not ever having this to happen to neither one of us ever again. And God said, you always keep an eye out on me. You make sure everything okay, everything fine. You know, stay where I'm supposed to be. I'll never forget, I went to minister one time and I wasn't there for a service and God had me to look on there, the service, once I got back home from ministering and the look on your face like, where is she? She better not went backwards. You was like kind of disturbed. You couldn't really minister that well. Yeah. And I used to wonder the times that you walked off, you know, and, you know, went backstage somewhere. I'm like, why is he, why did he do that? What's going on with him? And you walked up the steps one time and stood on the old choir loft and you stood back and you just looked at me. And I was like, stand back some, stand back some. You know, you are noticed, you know, we can see you. I don't think you even cared. I can imagine everything that was going on on the inside of you. I can imagine the white mark. Thank you. Because I couldn't fulfill without you. The same you could fulfill without me. And God shared with me so many things on your end when I was out of position. And one out of many things that God shared with me is that you, you know, you desire marriage. And you knew that I was married somewhere else with someone else. And you were like, you know, I don't know how this is going to be, but I do desire a wife. But no one can fill Quinesha's shoes. No one makes me or cause me to feel the way that she does. I can never love someone as much as I love Quinesha. And God had me to feel that. All that doing the deliverance and healing. That's why I was so traumatized. 
Like, I can never find anyone like that. Now, I can, whoever God give me next, if it be, it can never be another Quenisha. And when God, that's why God had me to come straight to you first. He had me to come to you. Tell you about my divorce and my separation. I wasn't even divorced yet. I was, I just, you know, separated before I even filed for separation. I was on the couch. And I messaged you. God said, go straight to him. Not my mother, not anybody. Go straight to you. And I'll never forget. God had me to testify when honor is due. I'll never forget. You know, I messaged you and you were so angry. You was your first reaction, you were relieved that I know, but you were angry. And I messaged, you know, sister, our sister in Christ. And I and I panicked. I was like, I just messaged the white and he's freaking out, he's flipping out, he's cussing me out, you know. I told him I was getting divorced and this and any other. And her reaction was like, okay, wait, wait, slow down, slow down. Like it caught off guard. Like, hold on, wait, okay, okay. Well, let me pray and I get back to you. So whatever happened between you and her, it worked. And I thank God for whatever she said to you. I don't know, but you were, you know, you weren't responding that way anymore. And then, you know, a week later, you know, I remember everything step by step. Like a week later from that, that's when you released that video, Brand New Start. And I'm sure they were there. You probably were over their house because I saw you look over and I said, you're no one else picked that up. No, I just can see so much. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much. There's more that I'm talking about on here real quickly. And God um, showed me how you felt when I finally came alongside with God's plan. You felt so relieved. You felt that you get another chance. You felt like God having his way. You have your way with God having his way because your way is his way. But I looked at you and the look that I felt, felt from you when I seen you that time was that I know you know it's me. I'm excited, but I want you to be excited too. I don't want you to want it because that's what God wants. I want you to be excited about God's plan. I want you to be excited to want to be with me. I don't want you just to do it because it's supposed to be done. I want you to be excited while you're doing it. I want you to want me. I want you to want to be with me. I felt that in that one glance for like three seconds. I perceived so well. Yeah. And God gave me a dream that night. And you stood in front of me and was like, do you want this? Do you want this ministry? Do you want me? And I was like, yeah, I want it. The Holy Spirit was like, stop faking. Stop faking. Not even ebonically speaking. Holy Spirit was like faking, pretending. Stop faking. Respond how you ought to respond. Because on the inside, you're leaping for joy. But on the outside, you're like nonchalant. Stop faking and pretending. And let this man know that you want him. Oh God, I felt that. I felt that. I remember that day. And I was like, yes, yes, I want this. Yes, I want you. Yeah, that was the first day on this podcast. It's on here. 
it was the first day that I was honest with myself about what I really wanted. I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to say what I really want because everything that I ever wanted, it went away, got taken away from me. Starting with my dad at five years old, got taken away from me. And then my dog. I knew it was just a pet, but it wasn't just a pet. That dog was my best friend. You understand? Got taken away. And then my school friends, my mom moved around so much, you know, they got taken away. Everything that I really wanted got taken away. Even my clothes and everything like that. And, you know, as a kid, my mom would just take them away and give them to other people. And I'm like, I still like those things, you know, but I love to share. But, you know, as a kid, you don't understand, especially without an explanation. So many things got taken away, you know, and then, you know, it's a lot. And then God took me away from under the Israelites' leadership, you know, but I still was there, being as though I'm under adult supervision, I'm still a child, but I wasn't that. So it was like, I didn't know how to be honest with myself about what I really wanted, because I was afraid to express if I really wanted what would happen. I didn't want to feel corny to express myself and, you know, things like that. I wanted to seem so, you know, hard and like, you know, like I don't want, I don't need anything, you know, want, you know. The whole time I really do, you know, Holy Spirit really had me to receive healing that episode. And God said, Quenisha, I know it was a challenge for you to get up on here and express yourself like this to this man on this podcast. And, you know, it's a podcast and you didn't even, you know, hold back anything. You did exactly what I asked of you to do. Be honest and open with this man to give him things to pray for, laugh at or whatever you, you may have taken it. And God said, you are the first woman that I had to create a podcast to prepare for her mate. Not just talking about relationships and not hearing from me like other topics of podcasts. No, you use this podcast how I used you to, to prepare to marry this man. And he heard every word that came out of your mouth regarding what you had to say to him. And regarding what I had to say to both of you concerning my plan. And I declare traveling mercy with that, uh, I don't know if it's an MLS, a siren or a fi fire truck, but traveling mercy. And I declare, you know, everything is well. And um, yes, we are. At all the episodes, I get to, you know, go back, you know, within the years and remember like, yeah, I remember this day. And God said, you are the first woman. You're not the last, but you are the first woman to do what I have you to do concerning this podcast. So consider yourself favored. I know it didn't look like it or feel like it at the time, but consider yourself favored. And I would never pretend again. And I would never, ever, 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 you know, deny who I really am ever again. I made a smoothie. Can I drink some? Hold on, please. It's a lot of spinach, a lot of kale, papaya, banana, and um, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you, Father. I thank God so much for everything, sweetie. I thank you for just being patient with me all this time. 
Yeah. Um, that's not why I'm on here. I'm on, oh, yeah, this is, but there are other things God want me to mention to you. Um, God showed, I mean, Gabriel, he keeps coming. Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, you heard last week. Gabriel came last week and he showed me our baby footprints on a certificate out of ink, black ink. And I saw the shape and the size of his feet and everything. And it's still in my head, it's, you know, in my vision as an image. And I was like, wow. But then again, I was like, Gabriel, is that why you're here to release my baby? Well, you might as well sit and get comfortable because uh, I'm not even engaged to be married, you know, even to conceive this boy yet. So you might as well get comfortable. And the thing about it is, Gabriel said to me, you sound like Sarah. You sound like Sarah did because that wasn't Sarah's final answer. No final response because she received her promise. He said, you sound like Sarah did. Because I was like, I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, you know, I apologize. I didn't think nothing of it. I'm just like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not even with this man yet. You bringing baby stuff. You understand? So I was like, you know, get comfortable until it happened. That's not the response he's looking for. He's just looking for an agreement. Just to agree with he coming to show you. And like, for example, Mary, be it unto me. Just say that. Just say that, Quenisha. I'm looking for you to say that. Be it unto me. Not, you might as well get gone through that. You know, stuff like that. And I just, I felt so convicted. And I was actually. So he came day before yesterday again. And this time he was holding the baby. And what he did was he opened up this coconut with his bare hands and it split down in the middle. I'd never seen that before. He cracked open a watermelon with his bare hands and split down the middle. And the juice, the coconut juice poured out on the baby. I don't know what that was about. I don't know. But that's what he showed me. But I learned my lesson. So what I did that time was I was just looked. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I received. <laughs> I believe. It wasn't no other, nothing to say. No. And he went away. Yeah. And let me tell you about your spirit, man. Your spirit man always came, I told you, with this brown teddy bear. And the thing about it is, I noticed the other day that you never given it to me. You just you come with it all the time. But the, one day I was crying for you. This was, you know, like last week. And your spirit man went and hugged me from behind while I was lying down and gave me the teddy bear. And that's what made me realize, hold on, you've never given it to me before. I just noticed that. And you've given it to me that day. Yeah. And that day, Christ was really rubbing my back. And Christ was just looking at me with a straight face, letting me get it out. And let me tell you why Christ did that. Because he cannot relate to how I'm feeling. Being in love with someone that I'm preparing to marry with a mate. Because he wasn't created to have that or be in that way. So he had to just watch me and, you know, he didn't know what to say to me. You know, just let me get it out. You ever been around somebody who's crying and, you know, you just letting them get it out. You just don't know what to say. It's like it has you still and stuck like, okay, just get it out. And that's what Christ was doing. Like, just get it out. I know what it's like to be in love because I'm in love with you. But I don't, I don't know what it's like to be in love in a sense of preparing for a mate. That's not why I'm created. That's not how I'm created as your Lord. And, but I can see what you're going through 
and it's because of purpose. I know what it's like to endure. I know what it's like to want it to hurry up and be over with. You know, I said if this cup pass over me, but nevertheless. Yeah. And it was really, you know, emotional that day for me. I woke up calling for you. Yeah. And they were comforting me so much. It was like last week. Yeah. And my anointing is increasing. How about this? I'm discovering more of who I really am and how I'm really crafted prophetically. And the thing is, God crafted, you know, the prophetic anointing is very uniquely made concerning me. Whereas though I can look into the future and all my senses spiritually, I can encounter in the future. Just like I do in the natural with my five physical senses, touch, taste, I can do that supernaturally in the future with my spiritual senses. But you got to be very careful with that, with this anointing, because wherever you want to look at or see due to purpose, not just want to see, just to see. But if you're just thinking of something in your heart, in your mind, it takes you there in vision. And you can see touch. That's why a lot of encounters I touch and I held a little, our little girl. And remember I told you, I tried to take a picture and bring it back into this reality, you know, earthly reality. And I, I don't know why I thought God didn't see that, you know, and it had a flash on it at that. And God looked at me and then I woke up. It was no picture in my hand. No, God said, Quenisha, it's because it's supernatural. It has to manifest. And God said, Quenisha, it's nothing that I cannot do. There's nothing you cannot do. I could have had that picture in your hand, but just visionize for a second my perspective regarding it. You're not even married yet. You haven't even had your son first yet. And to see the next child, your daughter, and to have a picture of that and bring that into an earthly reality, what do you think going to happen when people see that? You don't want that type of attention. You don't want no camera crews, news crews. You only, Because some people even, you know, they don't even believe in God. So they believe like, you know, there's no higher source. It's just the universe. So if they're trying to comprehend what they cannot even believe, they would try to use scientific methods to try to comprehend or translate what's going on by running a lot of tests to see if I'm, you know, a mutant or am I an alien? Am I from this planet? Things like that. God's like, you do not want that type of attention. You don't. That's why Christ came and he said, I am the son of God, the Messiah. If he didn't say that and release those miracles, do you know what would have happened to him? <laughs> because he's the only one who ever done that, period. And that's why he departed a lot, especially when he healed that man on the Sabbath. And he told him, sin no more. You know, it was I who healed you. And he went back to the men who thought it was forbidden for him to heal to show him that he was able to walk. And he, they were like, who did this? And he was looking for Christ to point to him. One minute he was dead. Next minute he turned around and Christ was gone. He vanished. Because he didn't want that type of attention. Mm -mm. Like the guys, they were crowding him when he fed them that food. And they was like, you know, we received a good word from you. He said, no, you only excited because I fed you. <laughs> yeah. And God was like, you don't want that type of attention, Quinesha. Mm -mm. I spared you from not bringing that picture. I could have, but I, I chose not to. Mm -mm. And it's so amazing how God is moving. 
Yeah. He keep giving me the word released. Yeah. Don't want me to share with you before I get off of here. This dream I had last night. And what happened is that I was invited to this event. And it, the event was like, come on out, you know. It's something special for you, Quenisha. We got something special for you we want you to see. And it was invitations given out. And when I stepped into this place, I didn't know where it was. And God didn't show me, you know, to recognize the people who were, you know, involved. I don't know. That was inviting me. So, you know, gladly, cheerfully invited me. And I was like, I'm excited to go. And the thing is, before the program got started, you walked in the door. And you were turning the knobs for the sound of the mics and the sound of the speakers and stuff like that. You were doing things with the sound. And you had your headphones on doing that to see how you could get the different sound. And when they said, Quenisha, we got this something special for you. You're going to really enjoy this. You looked at them and was like, how dare you? No, she's not going to enjoy this. This is a setup. And I, I perceived that from you. And you looked at very upset about it. Like, how dare you? To And other people were coming. And when the program was starting to get started, people were disappointed because what was on the program to happen, it wasn't happening. The atmosphere was like, we didn't want to tell you guys what it's really about because you may have not came. And they kept singling me out. Quenisha, I don't know. I couldn't see the face or anything. Quenisha, come on. You know, we wrote your name down in the seat. Sit down in this seat. I don't even know where I was. It, it was a big place. And sit down in this seat. You know, your name is on it. And it was a group of people around me. And it was like, don't sit in that seat where your name is on it. Because what's set up for you to receive while you're in that seat is not good. The motive is not good regarding why you're being asked to sit in that seat. Stay where you are. And you was like so upset that you walked off and walked towards me. And you were about to sit behind me directly. But it was a group of women, you know, sitting behind me and you just sat behind them. And you were like, I'm here as a prayer warrior for you because I know what's set up to happen that you don't know. Cause I was always, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm just receiving all this from you, but we're not talking, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm excited. Show me what you guys want to, want to show me. And when the program got started, you know, the smiles went away. It would turn to frowns. You know, the excitement and the laughter and the, you know, the happy moment turned to like, you know, anger, bitter. And it was like, this is for you, Quenisha. And I was like, whoa. And you had a friend with you. You sat and then you went and sat in the back on the floor because you did not want to interrupt, but you just interceded anyway. And a guy that was with you, he showed up. And he was interceding with you as your friend. And I had no idea you and this guy, you know, get along like that, like fellowship like that. You know, he's in a student location on the praise team. No name mentioned. Yeah, he's in the dream with you. And y'all was like really, you know, talking and like y'all hang out all the time or, you know, periodically. And speaking of this gentleman, God gave me a, a dream that I was standing outside and you waiting for you and you picked me up. The car was either black or dark gray. I don't know. But the inside was very clean and very nice. The interior was very nice. And you, very nice car. 
I don't know if that's how your car originally looked. I don't know. But that's what I seen. I got in and you were smiling like, you know, you were in my car. I'm like, yeah, I'm in your car for the first time. I'm in the white's car. Yeah, we was excited about that. And you were going to that same brother in Christ's house, but he met us outside because you just wanted him to see that, you know, you know, Quenisha's with me. And you guys didn't really talk about much. It was like a lot of eye contact, like, wow, like you guys talk, but I'm not around. But when I was there, you didn't do much talking. He was just like, you already knew what he was thinking. He knew what you was thinking. And he was like, you know, pretty much like, look, look at us. You know, she's here. And he was looking at you like, wow, the manifestations are happening. Like you actually in your manifestations, you're in your season. Wow, this is it. It's happening for you. I'm happy for you, brother. And we pulled off. That same brother was there beside you. And he was like pretty much, you know, there to, you know, calm you down because you were like, this is an outrage. And you were, it was taking everything in you not to make a sudden outburst because you felt like this is not right. You have this woman thinking that this it is and she's going to have a good time and y'all here to love her and y'all doing this good program for her. And all the time y'all was going to say malicious things and do bad deeds. And God didn't show me any faces and God didn't show me the place. You know, I'm just inside of it. And. You were like, you know, that's wrong. I don't like it. I'm against it. But let me keep my cool. And um, it was just like that. And all of a sudden, God said to me, Quenisha. Okay, God said, tell every detail. Okay. It was an older gentleman, you know, who always, you know, supported me when I preach and stuff. He had a wife, but I don't know what happened to his wife. I don't know. I haven't seen him with her in years. But anyway, he was like, hey, what's up, Q? I was like, what's up? I know you have all those tattoos. Let me get a picture of your tattoos. They're nice. I was like, okay. Oh, sure. You know? And you were like, you put your head down like, come on, dude. Like, hurry up and get out of here. <laughs> That's how you look. And your friend in Christ was like, it's all good. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And he was like, you know, go ahead. You know, hurry up. Get the picture and leave. <laughs> leave my woman alone. That's how you would look. You put your head down like, you know, go ahead. Just hurry up. Just hurry up. Get the picture. You know, it was, he was, it was out of excitement, but she was like, come on, for real? Bye, bye. <laughs> That's how you was in the dream. Yeah. And after that, God said, go over there to that, where the magazines are. It was a stack of magazines and envelopes. And they were, they were uh, open envelopes, empty. And God said, I want you to lift up the magazine page. I lifted up and hundreds and twenties and fives came out of it. And it was some money that was from a, you know, currency from a different place. I don't know where it was from, but it was red and white. It was red and white printed. And yeah, and prints on it. And it wasn't like American green and white. It was red and white. And God said, lift the page up again. Every time I lift it up, money would just cough out of the page. Just like Christ said, open up the mouth of that fish. Every time I lift that page, money would just, you know, come in my hand. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds just come in my hand. I was like, oh my God, this is supernatural. Every time I lift this page up, it, money keep coming in my hand. And it was becoming to be so much that I was like, you know, okay, I'm okay. That's enough. I'm good. I'm good. And I was asking the people around me, you guys see this? They was like, yeah. Like, I was like, no, watch this. I looked the page up and they saw it. It was like, whoa, how did it happen? But the thing about it is no one was like, do it for me or give me some. It was just like, wow, this is happening for you. This is wow. Like receive it, girl. And your brother in Christ, that's your friend that you fellowship with in the Merlin location, 
that was sitting on the floor next to you, he got up and walked towards me, stood in front of me and say, this is your time, Q. This is your time. And I was like, okay, okay. Speaking about this brother, I would never forget. We used to have movie night and we watched a movie. It was about, um, it was called something of God. And it was different parts of the earth. This man was going, casting out demons and helping people. And that was the first time God spoke, used me and spoke through me prophetically like that over the entire congregation. But it was only a handful of us there. And all I know is when I finished and got up off the altar floor, he was on the floor, face down, flat. And I would never forget that encounter. I was like, whoa, he felt that. I'll never forget that. I would never, ever forget that day. That was the first time God used me to speak through me like that. In front of a lot of people. Well, in a big place, put it like that. Uh, you know, in front of people, yeah. Another time he had me to blow a horn. And when I blew that horn... People start saying all kinds of things out from the kingdom and prophesying. I was like, oh, God, God, you know, like, come on, blow the horn, come on, Father. It was like a bullhorn, yeah. It was a sound, it was like it was a sound of the alarm. God used me to sound the alarm. Yeah. But anyway, um, he said, this is your time, Q, this is your time. I was like, yeah, it's my time. And God uh, had a bowl, a small bowl, plastic bowl. And like an ounce of water inside of it. And God says, stir that water up with your index finger. I stirred it up. And credit cards kept appearing every time I stirred it up. And these were credit cards that was like the color of maroon and turquoise. These are like cards that I don't think that exists yet. I don't know. But these were like beyond gold cards and all those cards that people use. Discover cards and all of that. It would, these cards were like straight from the kingdom. And God would say, every time he tell me to turn it, turn that water, stir it up, the cards appear. They would keep appearing in the cup. And, had to keep and they would come in sets of twos. And I would take them out and put them in my bag. But it was so many because I kept, God would have me to keep turning it. And the more I could have turned it that whole night, cards would just keep appearing supernaturally. And people were looking like, wow. And I, I didn't want that kind of attention because it was like getting to the point, it was you know, let's call the news. Let's call the news. This lady turning water cars coming out the bowl. Come on. And she done lift up magazines. Money keep coming out. And we looking through the magazines. It's no money in there. We're trying to lift them up. And it's not happening for us. But when she do it, it's happening. And I, I stopped because I didn't want that attention. And all of a sudden, God said to me, Quenisha, go in that booth. I walked towards the booth near the magazines. And it was a box. Like you could fit inside of a box. Like a studio. But it was made of wood, no windows or nothing. And God had music, supernatural music, like rapping music that I like to rap and freestyle to. He turned the music up and it wasn't nothing in there. It's just a box. And God just had music supernaturally playing and turned it up where I couldn't hear nothing outside the box. So I was just, you know, in, those, in my zone doing my rap and whatever. And then when God excused me to leave out and dismissed me to open the door, it was only the group of people that was right there beside me that was there. Everybody, it was about 500 people in that place and everybody vanished. I don't know what happened. God didn't want me to see it. And God said, Quenisha, if I had you to see it, 
You would have tried to talk me out of it. I didn't like what was happening towards you. I didn't like those negative motives. I didn't like those negative deeds. I didn't like those negative words. I didn't like it and I stood up and I did something about it and who gonna stop me? He said, I wouldn't even allow you to stop me. That's why I put you in that booth and I turned the music up so you wouldn't know what I was doing. And the whole place, everyone vanished. And the first place person I looked for when I left out the room was you. And I was like, where did everybody go? And she know people were scattering, running and screaming. I'm like, what happened? And no one can describe what happened. There goes a SWAT team coming in this place. I don't know where it was or who the people that was doing these negative things. I don't know. I couldn't really take their face. God wouldn't show me all of that. He just showed me it was a number of them. I don't know. I, I'm just telling you what God showed me in my dream. And the SWAT team came. And it was like they were all over the place. They had their rifles and everything standing in position, surrounding every door. And I was like, what happened? That fast. And it was like no one could explain. So the SWAT team, I was like, is there a suspect? Did somebody have a gun? Or was it a neighborhood beef? Or what, what happened? And no one would answer. Now, I kind of find out the group of people that was right there in front of me, beside me, were angels. And you wanted to sit behind me, but I said it was a line of women. Those were angels. And you sat behind them, and you went, actually, your brother in Christ appeared, and you went behind the entire column and sat on the floor with him. You didn't want to witness the atmosphere. It's like the atmosphere changed. It's like, it's like everything that was exposed, it needed to be exposed. And you didn't like that what was coming to me. And you stood and you interceded. And God just, he couldn't, God didn't take it anymore. He, just like when it came to those plagues, Pharaoh kept denying what Moses was saying. Okay, now I'm going to really show up on behalf of my children. Okay, okay, Jonah, you want to keep talking yourself out of what I'm asking you to do? Okay, I'm sending this well on your behalf. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, open up the sea for my children to walk through. Things like that. I'm going to keep the sun standing still so y'all can win the battle. I'm going to send this raven to feed my prophet. I'm going to ask this woman with her son to have all kinds of bottles around because I'm about to fill them up. Jesus Christ. He had me to go in the booth so he can do whatever he did. And he's still not trying to tell me what he did. But it's the, the whole plan, everything that was demonic that was coming towards me, the hidden agendas, the evil doing, the malicious acts. God, he did something in that place. It was like a plague. I don't know what happened. Whatever he did, everybody got out of there fast. It's like as if you're in a room and somebody lift a gun up and ring off the gun, everybody's scattering. But that's not what God did. He don't, you know, hold no guns. Don't need to hold nothing. He just did something. He's not telling me. Everybody scattered whatever he did. And those who were responsible scattered first. Every demon, every devil, I mean the devil, every demon scattered the angels that were with me was only there present when I got out that box. And I would never forget. On my, no one, the thing is, the SWAT team and them, they didn't know what caused it or what happened. So they surrounded the doors and put metal detectors there so no one can leave out without, you know, going through the metal detectors so they can see who has a weapon or who has whatever that caused this to happen. So in order for me to leave, I was like, where's, I was like, where's the white at? You was gone. You were gone. I don't know what God did, but it caused everybody pew. And in order for me to leave out to go home, I had to, you know, give my bag through the men detective. But the guy checked my bag before he put it through the men detective. 
And the SWAT team, you know, the, 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 um, the guard, the SWAT guard was like, where did you get all this money and these credit cards from? And immediately God told me the answer and say, you know, work. Because I was about to say, you know, God did this. I looked at the magazine. All, God said, you don't want to say that. Because if they have you to go up there and lift that magazine up and that money come out, you don't want that type of attention. Do you know how many people would come around you seeing something like that? You wouldn't be able to sleep. You wouldn't be able to really live. You wouldn't be able to breathe. To see miracles like that. Now, miracles aren't going to come to pass. But sometimes Christ will tell only the disciples what to do. Go. He didn't say it in front of everybody else. Go and get that fish and open his mouth and pull that money out. He didn't say it in front of multitudes of people. Because it would have been too much for them to even hear. And it would have been too overwhelming for the, the disciples to encounter. Because who will walk away from a miracle like that? You think they just got fed and left? They were amazed. That fool kept coming. Just like when, when uh, the disciples, they came off the boat and they left with just the disciples without Christ. He, he stood back to pray. He saw when they left, they didn't leave with Christ, but they came back with him. So they like, we know that he left, but they were speaking amongst themselves. No one was bold enough to ask him that. No one was bold enough to say, wait, hold on. Jesus, how you get with them? You didn't leave with them. You stood behind and you prayed. No one asked him. He would have quickly answered. I walked. According to John's book, King James Version, he walked 25 to 34 lines. That is 3.0125 miles. Three miles and a little bit over. And I Googled the size of the river. It's about that size. So he walked the entire way. So in other translations, you know, it's not as detailed as John's version. Because it's just that, you know, Peter's, you know, according to what we read, Peter's uh, testimony regarding it, you know, Christ was stepping on the water, walking on water. Peter dared to come out. You know, we were so focused on him and Peter's encounter. But the thing about it is, he walked the entire way. So Peter encounter with him was when they was just about at the place to set, you know, to say, I mean, to, you know, land there. To sell at that location. Because he says in the word, he walked, he walked 25 to 34 lawns. That's three miles a little bit. That's the entire way. He walked across the whole sea of Galilee. And before he even got to the point where they about to get off the boat, that's when Peter dared to walk, obviously. Because that's the case, it wouldn't have said 25 to 34 longs. It would have said at least 5 to 6. 25 to 30. That's a lot. And they said in John's version, and when he when he got on the uh, when he got on the boat with Peter and them, they were there. That's why, because he walked the whole way. Peter saw, they saw him when he was, you know, when they was about to get there. Christ could have hurried up and had them to see them halfway there. No. He wanted them to see them right before they got there. Right before they was entering into that part where they could get off the boat. My God. My God. 
and the water wasn't even that deep. Because the closer you get to the surface, the less deep it is. But Peter just wasn't walking on the water. He was just, his feet was beginning to go down in it. And he began to panic. Yeah. I think it's so amazing. Yeah, with this anointing, I can look in the future in different areas with purpose and just can touch and feel and all these things. And God said, Quinesha, you know, don't, you know, misuse your, your gifting, your anointing the wrong way. Because in the beginning of the preparation, I would, I even had it on here, you heard, I would have myself to go to our wedding night and I would encounter that, you know, prophetically in a vision every night and then go to bed. And God was like, don't do that. Don't frustrate the grace over your life because he's not your husband yet. Don't see him like that right now. That's not why you gifted to look like that regarding that like that. And I repented greatly and I have never done it since. No, it's just that the, the gift is so sharp that you got to be very mindful on what you think about because it takes me there to encounter. Yeah. I'm okay with how I've crafted. We all crafted differently, but I just really thought that I was, you know, one of these mutants that we see on TV, like X-Men or one of them. And God was like, no, you're not like them. You're supernatural. All of you are. Yeah. And I just thank God for that. Yeah. And I said, God, I'd like to have a gender reveal. I won't ever have a gender reveal. I can do that for other people if they, not to tell them, but I will always know what I carry before I carry. Because God said he's going to always tell me beforehand to prepare me. He's already prepared me for the one after the first child. I already know what that, you know, what it is. But I'm not going to share it right now. Mm -mm. I have, you know, a little bit throughout the times I, you know, found out, you know, you heard. But, you know, I don't talk about that much. You know, I'd rather talk to you about things like that. And God said to me, you believe in, you know, the prophecies that I say to you, but it's nothing like when you see the manifestation, like, what? It's really happened. Yeah, get used to that because you're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah. Because I see so much. I'll be, be wanting to get on here and just talk to you about everything that I see in the future, even how we are at home, how you are as a, a father, a stepdad, all of that. You know, just so many things I can just say to you right now. Yeah, I see so much, yeah, in the future that I have to really come back into, you know, you know, the present right now. Yeah, but I do know more of the future than I do know of the present. Yeah, and that keeps me in the present looking forward to, you know, it keeps me in position to actually look forward to having that manifest, yeah. <laughs> but I just thank God that how excited you are when me and my son come to, you know, live where we belong with you. And sometimes you would leave, you know, go do things and be excited to come back to us being there. And then when you have your own child, oh God, God showed me a whole nother side of you. Yeah, it's, it's over when you have your own kid. Yeah, you are a terrific father. Yeah, you are. You really are. It's like everybody in the home is like, we're fine. We're okay because you make sure that everybody's always okay. 
You always go above and beyond things. Yeah. I noticed that about you. Yeah. You like to impress me. Yeah. You like to impress me. <laughs> I know every time you do. Yeah. <laughs> like when I last saw you, you wore that flag hat, that flag tank top, that whole outfit, you know, was to impress me. I was like, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> no, he didn't. I, I stood up and called you a nigga. I was like, no, this nigga didn't. I was like, oh, God, forgive me. I need to call him that. I know this nigga didn't. No, he didn't show up like, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. That's why I had my back turned a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know y'all ate already. I'm like, y'all ate? Hey, back turn. Mm-hmm. One trying to look. Mm-mm. Especially if I can't touch. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't do eye candy. No. That's a tease. Yeah, but I thank God that your prayers are helping me because I'll be trying to turn, I mean, I'm not turn, but I'll be trying to take off, you know, the love sometimes how I feel about you, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, because it can be overwhelming sometimes. I renew my mind like every second to make sure that I'm not tripping or thinking lustful. But the thing is, it never goes anywhere. God keeps telling me you're fine because you should just maintain your thoughts. That's all. You know, it's normal. You're supposed to feel these ways and think these thoughts, but just keep ministering unto yourself. You're fine. Nothing wrong with you. Stop trying to snatch it off. It's permanently there. Because I thought if I take it off and put it back on when it's time, you know, to manifest naturally, I'd be fine. You know, God says it comes as a whole. You know, you cannot receive portions of love. You receive it all at one. You know, all in one at once. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Thank God for you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited for all the things that I said to you come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing so much in you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm in your face, I'll say more. Mm-hmm. I love knowing ahead of time before it happens. That's a very powerful gift. And God said, Quenisha, I'm going to share something with you. I said, yes, God. God said, I want you to, this is what I'm going to have you to do. There are going to be people that are going to be drawn to your anointing because many people thought, or they will even ask me, are you psychic? No, I'm prophetic. That's a major difference. It's for God and not for the enemy. No. And God said, I'm going to have people, you know, be led to come to you. And all you're going to do is give them a yes or no answer. And it's going to have them to come to me regarding the answer that I send through you to say to them. And they can ask me anything in the world. And God will give me only a yes and no. It's no maybe anything. Yes or no. Not no explanation or anything. God's going to do the rest from there. And the line is so long for people just to ask. It could be anything. Is this the right job to take? No. Okay. Am I in the right relationship? Yes. Things like that. Yeah. There's not no numbers, no dates, nothing. It's either yes or no. Am I, is it? And that's it. And they go to God regarding the answer that they got. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I see, I don't say, I go to God about it because I can feel the outcome ahead of time before I open my mouth and that's but keep my mouth closed. Yeah. I'd rather go to him than, than anything or anybody else. Just like when you guys see things about me, you guys go to God about it. 
Oh, you could come to me. It doesn't matter. I will come too. But if I feel like it's, it's that heavy, I will only go to him or God. Mm-hmm. I thank God for the anointing like that. Yeah, and the devil tried to have me be upset about it and fearful of it. I couldn't stand it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. I'm excited to be with you, Dwight. Yeah. Thank you so much for being my prayer warrior. <laughs> yeah. You see things and you keep an eye to make sure everything's okay. You always do that. That's why Holy Spirit kept saying, go to him because you know what's best for me. Thank you. Mm. Oh, God, just thought about you in that sweater. Oh, God. And that brand new start video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That navy blue Tommy Hill figure. Mm-hmm. I saw through the sweater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw your chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't look like that. And, you know, with my anointing, can't use it the wrong way. No. Mm-mm. But I don't, sometimes it just happens. I'm, I'm like, no, don't do that, you know. I don't know. It just does that with my eyes. Like, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like X-Man and Iron Man and them. I'm not playing. What's the man? Robocop with the, that vision he had. His eyes light up and his zoom on stuff. Yeah, it's like that. People make these movies because they encounter stuff like that. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. But God said you're not a mutant. No, I know I'm not a mutant. I know. Supernatural. I know. I know. And... Oh, sweetheart. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking. Oh, God, don't think. Don't think. Don't think. Oh, God. Father, please help me with this. Oh, God. Oh, God. I see two swans. Yeah, connected. Oh, God. Oh, God. This man. Oh, God. Sweetheart, oh God, you know, pray for me. Yeah, in the Holy Ghost way. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit sanctified away. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because God is good. It's just I got to maintain it, you know. It's there. It's there. Oh, it's definitely there. <laughs> I just got to maintain it, you know. Just got to maintain it, you know. Just maintain. I'm got my hands in the right there. Okay, these are still. <laughs> Cute, chill, man, chill. Oh God, I don't want to see you right now. I'm like, ooh, hey, hey, no. oh, I'll be, I'll be extra. I'll be extra. Q, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. See how hyped I am now? Oh God, I got to calm down. I can't be like that in front of you. No, no, won't get that from me. No, you'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, no, I'm not doing that. No, that's not how I be. No, no, just calm down. Chill. Just chill, man. Just chill. Don't even raw. Just chill. God, you gotta yell at yourself and then just minister with the fire. Just chill. Just chill, Q. Chill. God, just chill. Just chill. Just chill. Mm, Jesus. Uh, just chill. Oh, God, I gotta get off of here. I gotta get off of here, Buka. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get off of here. I'm going to pull before I get off. I'm pulling. I'm pulling from you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been through this all this time? My God. My God. You've been feeling this all this time. I thank God that I wasn't first. I wasn't first. I would be like, look. Look, Dwight. Come here. Come here. It is I. It's me. It's me. Don't you have to look to no other. It's me. I'm your wife. Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh God, I'm probably just been right behind you. Q always behind me, you know, she's always around. She was really like me in Christ. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Mm, mm, mm. God, this love you place on the inside of me feels mad. Let me go off here. Greater is in us than he's in the world. I love you. I'm pulling all day. Yeah, love you.